You hand your beautiful little boy to the priest and step back into the crowd of worshipers. The sound of drums and incantations and ecstatic ululating fills the air. You can feel the heat of the fire blazing beneath the thick brass being, and you watch as the priest lifts your son and lays him across the smoldering arms. The smell of burnt flesh fills your nostrils. The wind-blown ash dusts your face and hair. Your beautiful boy screams, Daddy! But you turn away as the drums drown out his cries for mercy. Welcome, you are listening to the Rated R Gospel Podcast, where we discuss the parts of Scripture they definitely didn't teach you in Sunday school. I am John Moss, your host. This is episode one, Sacrificed Sons. Our primary passage of Scripture today is Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 35. And it says, And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now this passage of scripture is talking about a pagan practice, a Ammonite god named Molech from the Canaanite region that the children of Israel left worshiping Yahweh, the true God, the one true God, and began worshiping this god Molech. Well, the worship of Molech was done by sacrificing your children and by making them, as it says here, pass through the fire. So this was a burnt offering where people would sacrifice their children. Um, There's several different descriptions we have outside of the Bible as to what that looked like. Um, There's rabbinical tradition that will say that uh, uh, this god Moloch was a big statue made of brass and his arms would be extended and um, that the priest would lay the uh, child on these, these arms with a fire lit underneath and the child would be incinerated. Um, just a, a horrifying practice. Uh, it just is beyond comprehension for me. It sounds like the most horrifying thing. Uh, I can't even imagine the scene. Um, the rabbinical tradition... Uh, says that the priests would bang on drums to drown out the cries of the children so that their parents' hearts would not be moved towards them. Uh, I just can't even imagine. Sounds like just such a horrific and disgusting practice. There's other traditions that paint Moloch as being hollow inside and having many, many chambers that they would put fires in, and they would put everything from grain and food offerings to um, animals, sheep, goats, bulls, and children as well. So... Um, we don't have all the specifics on exactly what Moloch looked like or what it looked like to sacrifice their children, but uh, this word passing through the fire that is given to us in Scripture makes it very clear that child sacrifice was a primary method of worship of this false god, this idol. And at various times in Israel's history, uh, this worship of this deity became popularized and was worshipped outside of the city in a place called the Valley of Hinnom. But this was the place outside the city gates where 
this worship of this god Moloch would take place. And it became popular enough that uh, Scripture actually records for us uh, in, in 2 Chronicles and in 2 Kings that one of the kings, uh, Manasseh, actually sacrificed his own son on an altar to Moloch. And God's response was that within a couple of generations of Manasseh, the Babylonians came in and razed Jerusalem to the ground, destroyed the temple, and carried the Jews off into exile in Babylon, uh, which you know they were in exile in Babylon and then in Persia, and eventually were sent back home by King Cyrus the Great to rebuild the walls, rebuild the temple. And so they did. They rebuilt everything. And with this particular land in the Valley of Hinnom, where they had conducted these sacrifices, it became the town trash heap. And we see a couple of references to it by Jesus in the New Testament. Uh, in Matthew 10.28, Matthew 5.22, there's, there's a few different places where some English translations will say hell. Um, others will use the Greek word Gehenna. Um, but that was an actual place uh, outside of the city walls where it became a trash heap. It's where you took your garbage to be burned, and Jesus described it as a place where the fires never stopped burning and the worms never died. And it was what he used as a metaphor, a description for hell, for a place of eternal punishment. Well, fairly fitting that he would use that term because I can't imagine a more hellish scene than taking your children and sacrificing them on an altar to a big demon god. Just absolutely mind-blowingly evil. So when Jesus used that word Gehenna, he was, he was referring to an actual place. And just a few generations prior to Christ's arrival, we had the reporting of Jeremiah, the passage we read earlier, talking about the people of Judah causing their sons and their daughters to pass through the fires in worship to Moloch. Unfortunately, this was a real practice. This actually went on. And the Bible tells us what God's response was. He sent the children of Israel into exile. Why? Seems pretty simple to me. God called the children of Israel his children and in order to keep his children from sacrificing his children to this God, Moloch, he separated them from their sin. He sent them into exile into Babylon where they no longer had access to this deity they had worshipped and they were there for about 70 years before they came back. So a whole generation had passed away and now they could start fresh. But that's not all. Not only does God separate them from their sin, he then sends his own son into the world 400 years later. And he sends him to live a perfect life, be innocent. And just as innocent children had been sacrificed to Moloch, God gave his son as a sacrifice, not to appease some deity in order for you to have a better crop or for your herds to flourish or for sickness to be wiped out in the land, but he sent him to save the people from their sins, to pay the price for their transgressions, the innocent Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. And Jesus would be taken outside of the walls, and he would be nailed to a cross, and he would take a punishment upon himself that he didn't deserve. No wrong could be found in him. He was innocent. But he was put to death outside the city walls as if he had committed a crime. But he gave himself as a ransom for many, the scriptures say. 
He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement that brought us peace was laid upon him. God's ultimate response to the worship of this mullet and people sacrificing their sons to appease this angry God, God's response was to come and give himself. Unlike Moloch, who demanded that people sacrifice their children to him, God sacrificed himself for us. In fact, God even forgave Manasseh, the wicked king who had sacrificed his own son on the altars of Moloch. It says in 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verse 10, The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. In his distress he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. It then says that he went and got rid of the foreign gods and removed the images that he had set up of them and restored sacrifice and worship to the one true God in the temple. Even a man as wicked as Manasseh with all that he had done, I don't think many of us have done something so bad as sacrificing our sons and daughters as burnt offerings to false gods. Manasseh did. And God is so rich in mercy, he forgave even him. And so, no matter what you've done, God will save you if you cry out to him. And he made a way for us to be saved by coming as the man Jesus Christ to live the life we couldn't live, the life without sin, and to die the death that we deserved in our place for our sins. One sacrificed son for billions. This is the Rated R Podcast. I'm John Most. We'll see you next week.